The positive actions you take today will lead to positive outcomes in the future. I want you to put your thinking cap on and think of your most amazing future. I'll even give you a few seconds. What does that look like? What actions will you have to take to get there? It's different for everyone, but whatever that may look like for you, why delay? It starts today. It's time to act to the future. A podcast hosted by Jake Johnson. Hello, Act to the Future family. I hope you're ready for an awesome discussion today. Today's guest is the first player in NFL history to uh, appear at five different Super Bowls. He's won two of them with the Green Bay Packers, the greatest franchise out there, let's be real, and then two more times with Miami. Uh, He's a Packer Hall of Fame inductee. He's an avid golfer as well, business owner, and he's soon to be an author as well. Um, But Marv Fleming has, was, and always will be a winner. And today I'm excited to pick his brain on creating a, a winning mindset. But first, let's talk about how we met. And from there, we can begin to snack on some wisdom nuggets as we learn life lessons from Marv. Uh, Marv, thank you so much for for being here today um, and for sharing some wisdom with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Jake, for having me on. Um, I um, I know we met in Green Bay. What game was that? The Washington game, was it? Yep, not the Redskins anymore, the, the Washington football team. Yeah, Washington football team. Washington football team. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, um, I, I saw that jacket. I think the jacket is what... Um, um, but the guys connected, you know, because I'm, I'm with a company now that uh, we make all the NFL jackets. And so that's, I think that's how we met. Yeah, so quick plug, everyone, if you're looking for some uh, some gear, whether it's football, I think you have football, baseball, and basketball, right? Uh, jackets, yes. Yep, we, yep. we make those. Yeah, we make them in the, in the States. Um, our um, yeah, give, give, give me a plug. Do you have my address there? It's retiredplayerscongress.com. Yes, that's online. And um, if you want to go there and look at um, um, look at what we have to do, I mean, what, what jackets you like. We also make personalized jackets from everything from from wool jackets to leather jackets to um, like a jacket to live in Miami. We make uh, Miami Dolphin jackets to warm weather jackets, but they're all um, licensed by the NFL. I went to the NFL. We, um, I and some of my um, partners, we went to the NFL, and um, we said, uh, you know, we're not as making, we didn't make as much money as they are today. We like to still make some money for and with the NFL. Mm-hmm. So we got the license to do all the jackets. So um, that's a good thing for us. No, that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys can't fully see, this is the jacket. It's got a couple Super Bowl patches, including uh, Marv's autograph right there. Um, but I, that's basically how we met. Um, I was wearing the jacket, saw a few Packer legends at Anduzzi's in Green Bay, and wanted to get uh, at least an autograph, and then started talking to Marv. And Marv, you're wearing, uh, it looked like you just came off the golf course, so I think that's another way we connected, just you're an avid golfer, I'm also an avid golfer. Um, But it was just a blessing to just, one, get a chance to talk to you, and then uh, one thing led to another, and uh, you were kind enough to come on my show. So uh, that's kind of the, the shortened version of how we met. And here we are today. Uh, so thank you for so, so much for coming here today um, to be here on Act to the Future, where we talk about the positive actions you take today that will lead to positive outcomes in the future. And what's cool about Marv is he's lived, he's essentially lived out his dream 
but he continues to keep uh, doing other things, which I think is awesome. Marv, can you just tell us a little bit about your story from, um, I know you had, you know, somewhat of a, a large accident, uh, car accident. You don't have to talk about that if you don't want, but can you just share your, your journey um, from where you were at, at a young age to make it to the NFL? Well, um, growing up, um, I grew up without a, a real dad, I guess you can say that, but I did have someone who took a liking to me. Uh, he, he thought I had potential to be um, uh, a good person, not just a player, but a good person. And um, thanks to him, um, my life was... Um, has been really super, I can say. Um, I, re- I remember when he, um, in high school, after I played the game, he came up to me and said, Marv, and I was in 10th grade, and I had a pretty good game. And he says, after the game, he says, Marvin, good game. I said, thank you. He says, hi, Harry. And he says, um, you know, if you play good football like that, um, you know, you can get a scholarship. You know, after you finish high school, I said, a scholarship? <laughs> wow. Hey, well, thank you. He says, um, I, and I said, thank him for, you know, coming. He said, I'm going to come watch you play a lot. I said, okay. And I ran home and I looked up scholarship. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like money, you know. So I said, oh, okay. I, maybe I'll work on trying to get the scholarship. So, um, uh, <clears throat> with, um, with people like, like, people like him and telling me which direction go in my life, you know, and he was like a mentor and, um, he, I, I guess, you said he led me to the, he, he led me down the right path. And I got to play good football in high school and also play basketball. And so I didn't know which, uh, which I wanted to play. And then I got in college. I was All-American basketball, All-American football and basketball. And, and I, uh, my second year, I went in and told my coach, you know, I don't see a future in this, my basketball coach. What? I don't see a future. future. He says, well, Mark, Mark, I says, I know. I can get the ball for you at the last minute, but I don't have that confidence in shooting that last shot. I don't have that confidence. I'll get the ball for you. I'll do everything. But you're our best player. You, you, you know, you're going to be an All-American. I said, um, it, it doesn't really turn me on. So and I, I put all my, I put all my, uh, my thoughts into playing, playing good college ball, and it worked out. Yeah, I'd say it definitely worked out. Well, it worked out because I'm, you know, not that I had the talent to do it. I think I acquired the, the talent. I worked my butt off. I, I mean, I, I did extra. I've always compared myself as to when I was working really hard, I'm thinking about that guy in front of me. A guy in front of me who's working probably harder. I don't know who he is. How big he is, how fast he is, but I'm going to be just as fast. I'm going to work just as hard. And you know, during my all, <laughs> during my all, my, all, all the time I played, I never met that guy. <laughs> I never did. I was always looking over my shoulder, looking around towards that guy. Now, there's many guys that caught more passes than I did, you know. They said, Marvin, you were blocking, you're blocking tight end. I said, well, in Green Bay, I was the second receiver, you know, and then I went to the Dolphins, and I became like the fourth receiver. You're blocking tight end. I said, well, I don't care if I'm blocking or whatever tight end, we're winning. As long as we're winning, I'll do what is asked of me. I'll do it 1,000%. And so, but uh, I said, I'll be the best blocker. And our, at Green Bay, I learned, we had, a, um, we had something called a sweep. 
and it was up to me if anybody came ahead came across that scrimmage line <coughs> excuse me the play wouldn't work so I had to make sure nobody came across that linebackers defensive ends or whatever it was my that was my position my I was a key block mm-hmm. and we at Green Bay we averaged about 13 to 14 yards every time we ran that those outside around in place it's pretty effective I wanted to be you know I, I wanted to be the best blocker and so I, I've always whether it's catching balls you know Marvin you know, if you cut more balls, you'd be in a suit and you'd be a Hall of Famer. I said, Hall of Famer, Super Bowls, Hall of Famer. I really play in Super Bowls. Yes, you know. I love um, that. The, it's. I feel like everyone would want to have you on your team because you're not thinking about your own stats. You're thinking about the one stat that matters the most. No, the W call. You know, did we win or did we not? That's right. That's right, because um, there were so many seasons. Golly, if you count all the championship years I played, I never, I never, my team never went home right after the season was over. You know, only a couple times in the 12 years I played that we went home, like a couple times we maybe went home uh, after playoffs or in the playoffs. And so, to me, um, we always, I always played up until December and January. But uh, our teams was, uh, um, we had good teams. Everybody had their, uh, I guess their, uh, uh, their, what, their position to play and play well. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't, I wasn't worried about uh uh, catching ball. I was worried about like, going home in that bus. So we win. Yes, we won. We won again. So, yeah, I am. Um, I've been like that. With, I've been like that all my life. Is I wanted to do the best, and I still like. I'm. Um, I'm playing golf now. now. I'm out there hitting that ball. How do those guys hit it? I want to hit like those guys. I want to be like those guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting better. I'm getting better as, as we go. I'm, I'm getting, uh, that's because I'm practicing. And I, I, I put uh, 100% into it. And not to be a, a, a pro or anything, but just to be able to do what I want to do on the, whether it's a private course or a public course. I want to put it on the green. I want to put it next to the, you know, I want to chip this thing or, or pitch it about at least three feet from the hole. Mm-hmm. I, I, I work at things like that so that when the time comes, I know how to do it. Absolutely. And uh, golf's a lot more fun when you're doing or when you're your shots are going where you want it to go because that's the tough part you know right you know you want it to go one place but then it might go completely different but then the just the the energy that you get when when you make a a big putt or you chip a couple feet from the hole i mean that's just exhilarating um but I actually heard a quote from Michael Jordan. He talks about how golf is like one of the toughest sports, especially for true competitors, because you're not just, you're not trying to beat the guy next to you. It's like, you got to beat yourself um, if you want to get better. Uh, and you, But you can't do that by, you know, you got to do it by being calm, by, uh, you know, managing your emotions, but also putting that practice in. So I love that. And I feel like, golf is just such a great sport to teach you all those things. I, I wish I played golf sooner when I was younger. Cause I probably would have been a ba- better basketball player. I probably would have been a b- better football player. Cause I used to get so down on myself if I had a bad yeah. play, but you can't do that in golf. If you have a bad shot, you got to have that cornerback mindset. You got to just forget about it and move forget on. About it. Mm-hmm. Just forget about it. And so I've been, I've been like that. Um, I know that I'm not the, I wasn't the world's strongest or the world's fastest, but I, the, the attributes that I had, 
I gave it 1,000% and I used them. Yeah. I used to block the tackles, not the tackles. Ooh, <laughs> erase that. I never blocked the tackle. The defensive ends, they used to put it, they used to have a defense with them because we, uh, they, we could get outside so easy. They would put the defense on, on my outside and put the linebacker in the, in the, um, in the gap and I would still block the defensive end even if he was 275 pounds or 260 pounds I'd still block him I love it yeah tight ends are asked to to block like an offensive lineman but also catch the ball like a like a wide receiver so yeah well definitely. Uh, not the, the, the excuse me the the, the tight ends today um I, I haven't seen one I haven't seen one that can block. Not even they George do. Kittle. He he's not bad. Or I've seen a um, few few blocks where he's pretty good, but um, they they all do a stand up block. You know, they stand up and shield the guys. You know, and that's um, I, I know my my best block in the world uh-huh, for me, Mark Fleming. Um, we played against them. We played the Rams out in Los Angeles, and they beat us. So they came back to Milwaukee to play in the playoffs. And we had an off-tackle play where I had to get the linebacker. And going for the linebacker, I saw the end. I hit the end and knocked him off the uh, tackle and went right for the, um, the middle linebacker. I, I was almost like I had a lock on him. <laughs> and bam, I hit him, and I could feel the runner coming past me and behind me. And I, his name was Travis Williams. He, I think he went for like 43 yards for a touchdown up alongside. That was a two-blocker. And if I can get a two-blockers, I always try to get two blocks. You know, we get him blocked by man. <laughs> I remember I'm laughing now I remember when I first started we're looking at the films you know, I'm a rookie and I'm all in everybody's in a dark room looking at the films and and um, Lombardi says alright I want you guys to all look at anyone this guy wants to play football he wants to hit somebody we need more people like that who can hit people I said oh no I know I saw it coming so <clears throat> the ball is high. Bam! I hit my one man and knock him down. And I hit another guy. And the ball was going around the other side. So I got a little bit fast enough to where the um, to where a, a defensive uh, back was coming up to make the tackle. And boom! I crushed him. And the ball went behind me and went on for another you know 25, 40 yards. That's awesome. And you don't want said, one pancake, you want two. Lamar, he said, turn the lights on. Fleming, where are you? I said, over here. He says, uh, we need people like you to hit. But darn it, each time you block the wrong guy. <laughs> I just wanted to hit somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what he wanted. He wanted somebody, you know, each, I, I blocked the wrong Wrong guy, but I blocked somebody. I was hitting anybody. I was just knocking people down. And that's what he wanted. He wanted people to make things happen. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you brought up Vince Lombardi because uh, I got a little quote um, from him right here about, I firmly believe that in any man's finest hour, the greatest fulfillment, all that holds dear is the moment when he has worked his heart out in good cause, lies exhausted on the field, Victorious. It sounds like you really embodied that. What are some? Oh what are some other you know things that you you have learned from him? Because it sounds like you've always had this winning mindset. Yeah. But what are some um, other other things you've learned from him? Well, he was. Um, I guess he was my teacher. Everybody wants to know who was best, Lombardi or Shula. Shula couldn't hold Lombardi's hat. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, he was, uh, Shula was a, a great uh, coach of life, whereas 
um, Shula was a, a good football coach. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Lombardi just, uh, um, he let you know, you know, he, he didn't play punches with you. He, he let you know what uh, he thought about you. Um, I know I, I um, when I first came there, I, I didn't have a problem, but other people did. So I'm from Los Angeles, reared in Los Angeles, and excuse <clears throat> me, went to school in Utah, and I was um, I was the first uh, man of color to play uh, uh, football. No, I was the second. The first guy played way before I was born. <laughs> the first man of color to play on uh, University of Utah. And everybody says, Marvin, Marvin, how was it? Um, how was it playing with all the Caucasian people? I says, how was it? Oh, we had uh, tackles and guards too, there too. <laughs> no. no, I mean, how was it? Did, did, uh, did you have a hard time? I, no, and neither did, neither did they have a hard time. I said I had the most, uh, the best time in my life. I was the write-in candidate for a student body president my senior year. Oh wow! I mean, I actually go around to all the, all the. Um, um, high schools and junior high schools they wanted me to come and because they want to know how how they wouldn't know about how um, how it was to be a black man in this world in this country in the city at the school you know and I said it's great <laughs> I said it's great being Mar Fleming being here at the University of Utah and, and being at the high schools and talking to them but when I got to when I got to uh, Green Bay there you have um, ball players that come from all over the country and uh, you have Caucasians from the south north east and blacks from the south north and east and west too and Myself, I, I remember when <laughs> I had it so good in Green Bay. So when I got down to Miami, I, um, you know, um, when I got there, I walked into the dressing room and I said, and the coach says, hey, you guys, listen up. This is Mark Fleming. And I knew a couple of the guys. He says, hey, 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 how are you? And then I said, um, hey, you guys, you guys mind if I dress here in the Mason-Dixon line? Because all the black guys are on one side of the, the locker room and all the white guys on the other side. I'm saying, what is this, man? You know? And the next day, the office was, uh, she was saw that, you know? And the next day, uh, office was on one side and defense was on the other side. And from then on, I would say um, I, <laughs> everybody knew where I was coming from, you know. And even when I played, um, my, my that that the time when the um, the player came up to me and says, "Good game, Marvin. Welcome to the Green Bay Packers." I had three loads of three busloads of people from from Salt Lake City drive over to Iowa, Cedar Rapids, Iowa to see that game. And they were all Caucasian people. <laughs> and all my friends said, Marv, Marv, you, you know a lot of white people, don't you? <laughs> I know a lot of white people, green people, purple people, I know a lot of people, you know? And you even the like black people. guys would say, and the black guys say, Marvin, yeah, I said, when I got everybody straight, I let everybody knew who I was. I was there to play football, not the, you know. And, and Lombardi, and Lombardi calls me in because someone said that, uh, 
Um, oh, um, yeah. Someone, um, there was a girl who lived in Wisconsin, Fond du Lac, and she went to the University of Utah, and she used to do my um, my typing in Patton College. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <laughs> um, uh, she she comes home from from for the summertime, and she's having dinner with her her, uh, her family. And her brother, who's a little younger, he says, hey, you know, there's a ball player uh, from Utah who's trying to make the uh, trying to make the Packers. And she said very casually, yeah, Marv. And like about six or seven people look at her like, Marv, you know Marv? <laughs> she said, yes, I know him well. I did all this typing for him. <laughs> And she says, here. So she gets the phone and she, she calls. Hello, Marv? Yes, Diane. Diane, hi, how are you? Here, uh, say hello to my dad. And she gives, she gets the phone to that. He says, Marv Fleming? I say, yes. I say, who's this? You know, this is Diane's dad. Hi, how are you? He says, welcome to Wisconsin, Marv. <laughs> Pack your jacket, right? Back here when he loves. Thank you very much. And he says, um, I said, hey, look, I, I told your, your daughter that if I make the team, me, well, we got all our fingers crossed. You know, all our fingers crossed. Um, so anyway, they came up and somebody saw her bring me back to the dorm. True story. And went and told Lombardi, you know, this guy was, um, uh, was anyway, went and told Lombardi that these, um, Marvin was with a Caucasian lady. And so the next day, Lombardi calls me in and I'm saying, oh, no, no, I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired. That's the rule, the rule of thumb, you know, you can't do this. This was back in 1963, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting down and Lamar you sign his sign uh, sign checks or something. He says, Marvin, you're a good football player. Uh, thank you, coach. But I'm gonna make you a better coach, a better football player. Can you take it? And I said, mm, yeah. Can you take it? Um, um, can you take it? And I stood up and I said, Coach Lombardi, I'll give, I'll give you everything I have. I'll be the best tight end you've ever been around with. He says, that's what I want to hear. Sit down. <laughs> and I said, um, is it okay? He says, that's all. That's all? He says, is there anything else? I said, aren't you going to cut me? Why should I cut you? I says. He says. Uh, he says. Why should I cut you? I said, Coach Lombardi, I'm I'm from Los Angeles and I went to school in Utah. I have all kinds of friends. I have German friends. I have. I didn't say Italians. I have Japanese. I speak Japanese. I speak German. You know, I speak all these different languages. And I have friends all over the world. He says, Marvin, just be discreet. All right. <laughs> I said, and then inside my body, I says, just be discreet. Is that all I have to do? <laughs> and from then on, um, when I introduced to, when I introduced uh, Coach Lombardi, we came out to the, we came out to play the Rams one year, and I introduced to uh, Lombardi to Mr. Skinner, that guy I met in high school. And, Mr., and uh, Lombardi says, and he, he, the guy was white, and uh, Caucasian, whatever you want to say. So Lombardi looks and he says, now I, I see why Marv is a good standing young man. You've done, and Lombardi says, you've done a good job with Marv. And uh, my, you know, my, I guess my, my, my mentor says, coach, you've done a good job for Marv. And so, but life has been good. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing. So I guess yeah. you've brought up this mentor and it sounds like he's, he's had a profound impact on you. What's, I guess if there's like one or two things that have really left a mark on you that you'd like to share with 
uh, you know, with our listeners today who are primarily younger. Um, so if you could go back to the future, what are some of the things that like that mentor really instilled in you that you think that, you know, all of our listeners could take away? Well, um, honesty in, in my life is, is the, uh, number one, being honest to yourself and being honest to the people around you. Because um, even when I when I, uh, I left Green Bay, I um, um, I was up for a contract, and Green Bay didn't want to give me a good contract, so I went to Miami, and Miami gave me an ungodly contract. But during that time, I, I told Green Bay, I said, and Lombardi had gone on to Washington, and I said. You know, um, why can't I have equal like the other linemen? I'm, I've been the only tight end for five years, and you know, I, I'm, I'm not getting what all the other guys who starters are getting. You know, they said, Margaret, we didn't. We when we drafted you, we drafted you late." I said, "Yeah, late because I was drafted number two with with uh, Denver." And they said they, they drafted me, so nobody drafted me. So well, we can't give you any more money. I said, okay. So Marty says, when you don't pay a man his worth, he cheats on you. And I don't want to cheat on you. And I don't want to cheat on myself. So I went to Miami and just made five times as much money in one year. You know, it was just, I had a good, had a good year down there and we had, we had a good winning season. But being true to yourself, knowing if you like something and you want to do it, you got to have the heart to do it. I mean, people can tell you, uh, you should do this, you should do that. You have to do what's in your heart. Because um, you have to live with yourself, and and you you know how much weight you can carry, and if you can carry more weight, more weight, more weight, you can do that. I'll do it. You have fun doing it. I always I always think it's like climbing Mount Everest or something a mountain like that, where you look up at it in the beginning and say, Oh no, I can't do that. But then you take off, you know, and you're halfway there now. Not halfway, you're a quarter way there on the mountain. And the guy is saying, Marv, come back. Come back, Marv. There's, there's a party. <laughs> you know, I said, no. I have my, I have my, my sights set on going to the top. And then when you get halfway, it's like it's harder, too. It's really, it's harder. You know, whatever you want to be, because now you have to really start focusing. And then you get three quarters there. And at that, at three quarters, no, you can't go back. It's too far to go back. Mm-hmm. You only have a quarter to go. You made it this far, you might as well finish. That's right. But this is the hardest. Hey, Flammy! I can hear him calling. Come back. <laughs> Come back. No, I can't do it. And the best thing about this is when you get to the top, you sit there and you said, damn, it didn't kill me. (laughs) You know, it didn't kill me. If something's going to kill you, don't do it. (laughs) You know, but if you see that something that you want to do, you know, if you want to be a... um, a football player or a basketball player, a doctor, or be a real estate agent. Yes, real estate agent is very good. I made more money in real estate than I have in football. <laughs> but but um, uh, you, you gotta, you, first of all, you got to sit down and, and, and ask yourself, what do I want to do? And you got to be have your head right to do something. You know, living off your parents and or or thinking somebody's going to give you something, forget it. Yeah, no, 
you have to you have to really just put your foot down and just start digging dig into what you want to do and and um, get involved in it because that's what I do and I still right now I'm I wouldn't be a good golfer and I'm out there uh, I want to be a good golfer like uh, like the good golfers I see on television and I can't be a good golfer just watching uh, YouTube mm-hmm. although I do I do watch YouTube to see how it's done definitely helps but, yeah but um, I, you have to get out there and put in time and be honest to yourself you got you know um, you have to put things aside if you want to be really good, you got to put things aside. You got to put, um, um, oh, I something just flash to your love life. You got to put that aside and be that, that athlete. Because I assure you, once you get to the top, you won't have to worry about a love life. <laughs> you know, I drift. <laughs> I do. I mean, I'm I'm a single guy myself, so that's good to know. But. Yeah. Uh, what I'm hearing is you got I really liked what you said you know you got to be honest with yourself and at the end of the day you live with yourself Definitely. Uh, so if you're lying to yourself like oh you know you're doing something wrong but you keep telling yourself oh it's not that wrong and you keep lying to yourself I feel like that weighs you down um, exactly. and if you can just really be uh, honest really look at yourself in the mirror and be absolutely 100% truthful with yourself um, kind of can take that weight off you because you can't be the best version of yourself if you're lying to yourself and right. you're not going to feel good about yourself if you know you're lying to yourself <laughs> that's right that's right so you have to you have to stick to your guns and just, just go 1000% whether you be in school or you have a job I don't care what kind of job it is you know uh, the job you have now can get you to a, a higher job and save your money. I mean, you have to save your money. Now, what I did was, if I made a dollar, I, I only spent 25 cents. People say, Marvin, once you get a better car, mm, I don't need a car right now. <laughs> you know, I was, I was saving my money. I like my car. I save money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know all about my car when I have it. You know, I don't need a new one. But you're a big time football player. I know. I don't. Uh, I still don't need a car. I have a car that gets me where I want to go. Yeah, I like so. that. It's, uh, you're not trying to. It, there's a phrase uh, by Dave Ramsey. You know, sometimes people buy things that they don't want to impress people that they don't even really care about, um, mm-hmm. and. That just kind of goes to show, like, you really got to know yourself. Be honest with yourself. Like, do I really? It sounds like you've had these conversations. People are like, hey, why didn't you get a nicer car or nicer this or nicer that? And you're just honest with yourself. You're like, I don't I don't need that. Like, I'm, I'm happy the way it is. I'm satisfied the way it is. Whereas if you were to lie to yourself, like, oh, maybe I, maybe I don't like my car right now. Maybe I should get a new car. Um, yeah. I think that just kind of brings everything full, full circle, you know, one know who you are what you actually want and just trust your gut um and just keep sticking to it you know my first um my first big paycheck when i was a rookie i was going to get myself a stereo system that will blow the town apart you know just just wrap it up and just hear all the music and all the rock and roll i wanted to hear so I had gone to this stereo store in Green Bay and um, read, I went like every day for about a week, week and a half, just to read the, the manual, what to do with the speakers and, and the <clears throat> turntable and, and how I want to set up and all that stuff. And so I got my check and I went and cashed it. I went to the bank and I cashed my check. And I had $3,000 in my pocket. $3,000 in my pocket. And I walked around downtown Green Bay 
first guest was actually my dad and he kind of talked about that you know uh paul from the bible talks about i want to be content in any situation and that's kind of what i'm hearing from you like even though even though you could spend it um you don't have to spend it because you're already content with what you have and kind of going off that i uh earlier this year i i'm in sales i i got a commission check it was the largest check i ever had so I went to buy some some Yeezys, some uh, expensive shoes, because I was like, you know what? I, I wanted some, blah, blah, blah. And then I bought it, and I got them, and I still have them. But I'm like, I never wear them, because I know I'll probably get them dirty. And I'm like, wow, I didn't need those. And now that I have them, I don't even know if I want them. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And so I've been like that. Um, I have... Um gotten a lot of things that, um, I have a lot of things now. I have a lot of things I have. Um, but I, I'm, it wasn't because I, I wanted them, but they're mostly, um, uh, almost like a gift. Yes. Definitely. They're almost like gifts. Uh-huh. Gift to yourself, right? Well, no, 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 no. I don't, I, I'm messing I, uh, some of the guys think I still have my first dollar, <laughs> but I do have my first dollar when I, 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 um, I scored a touchdown. I was with the Dolphins and this, this, uh, we had to beat Buffalo. You can look this up, on, look it up, um, on you know, Google. We had to beat, uh, we had to beat them. And in the last minute, or last I don't know, 45 seconds. I got the ball thrown to me, and I ran, um, I think it was 30 yards, 35 yards to score the touchdown, to go ahead by two points. And we won. And everybody came over and jumped on me and, and you beat me. We love you, Parker. We knew you would do it. We knew it, you know. And, and after I got up, right in front of my face was something uh, all um, bunched up. I got it, and it was a ten dollar bill. That was. <laughs> And I said, look, you guys, look, I found the pay dirt, you know? <laughs> and that was, that was one of my uh, happiest moments, finding money after a swing touchdown. <laughs> it was like a but, sign, right? Yeah, and we all we went to the playoffs after that. I think that was the year we went undefeated. Yeah. Wow. So. That is um, crazy. But football, will I do it again? I'm, it'd be hard for me to play football again. I know, at my age now, I know the real estate will be a lot easier <laughs> and you can make more money than that, you know? So, but um, really, uh, football gave me a, a good life. It gave me a good life because I met so many great people, you know? 
Um, yeah, going, like. going off Go that ahead. real estate, uh, what are what's something that you didn't learn in football, but you learned in real estate that you think all of us could probably take away? Um, well, one thing about one thing about real estate, you know, it it, um, it, it might get sick, but I'll never die. Get it? it? It might get sick, but it never die. Yep. It, so, the real estate, uh, the market be, may go up and down, but it's people are always going to need to buy homes. Essentially, is that is that right. what you're getting? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be. Uh, I I bought some. Uh, lives here in Marine Del Rey, and I bought some um, some cottages. You know, back when nobody wanted to live in the cottages. But now, after, I, after I've sold all of them, about eight, um, on each unit, uh, each, uh, each parcel, there's uh, probably about maybe four or six units on each parcel. Oh, wow. And uh, um, it's... it's it, it's gone up from when I bought it. It's probably gone up twenty times. You know, I mean, I can, I can't, I wouldn't even go down there to buy um, a condo there now. There's condos like going for six and ten thousand um, dollars. Yeah, six and ten, um, six hundred. Uh, I want to say six million dollars. That's what I want to say. And ten million dollars for condos on the beach. Yeah, and my first condo—I mean, my first, um, my first um, parcel was fourteen thousand dollars. Oh wow! And I bought eight of them. Now they're just cash flowing for you, and for and I just said on them and said on them and said on them and said on them. And people says, "Are you through setting?" And no, I'm, I'm still setting. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so, um, but I had a direction that what I wanted to do, you know, and staying out of trouble. That's a biggie. You can get in trouble so easy. You can be influenced to get in trouble so easy. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a good moral mapping. You know? I mean, your friends can lead you wrong if they're the wrong kind of friends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're an average of your top five friends, so it's always important to surround yourself with good friends. And to your point about staying out of trouble, uh, I, I learned in my own college experience you could spend years building towards something, but lose it in an instant. Um, you could lose it with one one bad decision, um, one mistake, one thing that you would you know go back and do it over if you could, but you can't. I mean, all it takes is one one little thing, and the years of grinding and experience that you put towards that thing could be taken away from you. So, uh, I've learned I learned that at a young age, and I'm glad you said that. Yeah. How about the, that that the receiver that? Um, yeah, that's a perfect example. Henry Ruggs. I mean, spent his whole life getting to this point. Um, he was having his best season ever, and just like that, he's probably never going to play football again. And I mean, he probably lose a lot of money that he, you know, because people are going to sue him too, you know. Yeah. And I heard he, he could get up to He's probably not going to be in jail for this long But I mean, he might end up in jail uh, or it's, I heard it could be up to 50 years Probably won't be 50 years But still, I mean That's, that's one, one bad decision Through his life's work down the drain And mm-hmm. it's sad I feel, feel bad for him and the family But I, kinda, I think that just really highlights your point You know um, yeah, but he, he killed somebody, you know. He, you know, and so, oof. yeah, I don't drink. I went to a Mormon school, so all my friends, that, you know, 
uh, I, you know, I just didn't, um, I didn't have, you know, being in Wisconsin, how's it, how's it sound? <coughs> being in Wisconsin, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> don't you get, um, when you go to church, don't they dunk you in a beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baptizing the you know, right? Baptizing the beer. <laughs> yeah, everybody, because I remember um, Utah played Wisconsin, and we beat Wisconsin the year when I was a senior. And I, I went to the, uh, they have a, a room called the Huddle. Is it a Huddle or something in Wisconsin? Yeah, UNW? At Madison? I, I didn't go there, but I, I think you might be on to something. Yeah, yeah. And where you go and you can drink beer and all that stuff. And when we were there, I'm going to play. We got to visit the campus, and I saw they had beer mugs in, in their school. The Mormons, they're not supposed to drink at all, you know? So we, it was a dry state, so we didn't, that was really foreign to me to see, you know, a waitress, excuse me, excuse me, you know, going, going past, you know, going past with a, uh, a couple of pitchers of beer. Uh, that was that was foreign to me, but I got used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went from back. like Utah, the the state that drinks the least, to to Wisconsin, or the state that drinks the most. But um, mm-hmm. I definitely think yeah, that's a good way to stay out of trouble. It's okay, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. Yeah, you should know how far you can go. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and take a friend with you if you're, if you're not driving. Don't drive, guys, please. Don't drive and drink. Yeah, absolutely. Takes time to go out. So anyway, so um, the thing I think I like to get across is, um, you know, we grow up, and we we all want to be somebody. We all want to do something. We all want to be, um, um, in a position where we can do what we want to do. And all of that takes work. You have to work for what you want. And, um, and, and Jake, like you, I'm, I like your, your um, I like you because what's the word? You are persistent. <laughs> I like that. You got to be that way. Mm-hmm. You got you to you gotta go for what you want, you know. You gotta go for what you want to do. If you don't, the next guy is, is doing his thing, and you want to be left out. And so you keep um, keep driving, and before you know it, the ball is going to be coming to you in your hands, and you and you're not gonna catch it. So I've done this before. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought it was funny you brought that up because um, there, there was one point in the uh, the night I met you, I was like, I went back to my friends and I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to set up a call on Tuesday. And then they brought up, and one of my friends was like, well, did you get his number? I'm like, oh, crap, no, I didn't. So then I had to ask you for your number and then follow up. And uh, I guess it was, I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, we met each other and had a good conversation, but I really had to keep, uh, you know, not, I mean, I kept following up because I knew I wanted to make this happen and I saw it through and now here we are. Um, So I just think kind of going off your full point, once you know what you want, you got to keep taking actions, keep digging, keep running until you make that, that happen. And that's how you act to the future by being consistent, persistent, and yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And so, with with you saying all that, um, I have lots of friends, and so I know you would love to talk to them too. Absolutely. So I'll tell them. I'll tell them about you. That would be awesome. Okay. I really appreciate that. And yeah, let them. They, they don't have to be Green Bay Packers, do they? No, they do not have to be Green Bay Packers. That's that's fine. I, I'm a big enough sports fan, or I'll get past that. I, I live in Minnesota, so I'm used to uh, you know the Minnesota Vikings fans always giving me crap. So if I can handle them, I think I can handle uh, people from other other teams. Okay. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah. I know a lot of 
players that you can talk to and get get their get their way of life. So, um, anything else? Yeah, I guess um, I'll just ask you one last question, then we'll wrap up the podcast, and then from there you and I can touch base a little bit after. Um, but thank you so much for being on here. I guess my my one last question: you you brought up a lot of great uh wisdom nuggets i like to call that we can snack on like you know be honest with yourself uh know know where you want to be and stay focused on that path you know don't buy anything that you don't uh that you don't need necessarily but is there is there one piece of advice uh that you that you'd like to share with us that you haven't shared with us uh, already um i i feel good helping others if we can all uh, go through life helping others and not trying to put everything into our own pocket, we would be a lot happier. Amen. You never regret helping someone else out. It's never time wasted serving. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another great way to end today so uh thank you so much for for being on today's show marv you dropped a lot of wisdom nuggets we will we will do this again i'm sure absolutely especially when the new book comes out uh but we'll we'll keep our ears to the ground for that but thank you so much for being here today um thank you for sharing your wisdom on how you know a lot of young people like me can uh, act to the future take you know those intentional actions to live the future we want tomorrow and you, you really embody that very good thank you very much okay what a great episode from mar fleming a champion on and off the field he shared some great stories as well as some great lessons so it was it was kind of tough for me to narrow this discussion to three action items nonetheless the three action items are one Find your coach. Two, be real with yourself. And three, stay focused and keep climbing. Action item one, find your coach. Plans fail for their lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 15.22. Marv acknowledged that he found his first mentor in high school who saw his potential as an athlete and as a person. Marv has also had some great coaches like Vince Lombardi and Don Shula, who have won multiple Super Bowls. But what separated Lombardi from Shula was that Coach Lombardi wasn't just a football coach. He was a coach of life. So find your life coach or a mentor. They'll keep it real with you to be the best version of yourself and keep you on track for your potential. Quick plug, I have a life coach, and I'm also doing goal coaching right now as well. So if you haven't started your 2022 goals yet, feel free to reach out at Act to the Future on Instagram, and I would love to set up a meeting. Anyway, back to the second action item. Be honest with yourself. It's great to have mentors who can keep it real with you, but they won't be around you as much as, well, you. You're the only one who actually has to live with yourself. So that's why you have to learn to keep it real with yourself. If you're honest on what you want, what you don't want, you can then decide what sacrifices you're willing to make. Whether it is your finances, your time, or your energy. Remember that saying yes to one thing means that you're saying no to something else. So be honest with yourself. It may be uncomfortable in the moment, but you'll thank yourself in the future. Three, stay focused and keep climbing. Once you're honest with yourself on what you want and what you're willing to sacrifice to get there, the next step is to keep climbing and don't stop until you've reached your destination. As Dory from Finding Nemo said, just keep swimming. Think of Marv's analogy of climbing Mount Everest. The end goal you're working towards may not be in reach just yet, but with each step, you get that much closer. And sure, there'll be distractions along the way, forces that intentionally or unintentionally will try to take you off that path. But if you stay consistent and persistent, you will reach the peak of your metaphorical mountain. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind 
and straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3.13.14, which I think is a great verse to kind of sum up this whole discussion on reaching your, your peak, reaching your mountain. Um, and if you ignore the whole discussion, but you remember and execute these three action items, I guarantee you will reach your professional peak. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Be sure to give us a like, leave a review, and I hope you have a great day.